0: Listen to more conversations about work, both hot takes and thoughtful takes, with me, Carl Javier, and Jackie Caniza on The Imaginable Workplace. Check it out on Spotify and wherever else you listen to podcasts.
2: After and amidst all the controversy, my bagong chief ang PhilHealth, former NBI director Dante Giran. Teka, teka. Sino?
3: Speaking of health, kamusta na yung kalusugan ni Pangulong Duterte? Should we all be worried now?
2: Mula po sa Quezon City, ako po si Robbie Alampay, Puma Podcast.
3: At ako si Inday Espina Varona. It's September 2. At ito ang Teka, Teka, ang newscast para sa mga hulit sa balita.
2: Okay, sino si Dante Giran? We know that he is the new chief of PhilHealth, but what do we know about him? Si Christine Chang has been following this story. Christine, what do we know about the new PhilHealth chief?
1: Hi, Robbie and Inday. So, bago pa na-appoint si Giran as PhilHealth chief, he worked at the National Bureau of Investigation. Nagsimula siya actually as head of the NBI Regional Office of Davao and when Duterte became president, he appointed Gueran as NBI director. He served in that position for four years Then, bago nag last February when he turned 65. Gueran has been with the NBI for most of his career, and perhaps the closest he got to working on PhilHealth was when they looked into the alleged ghost dialysis treatments of a clinic in Quezon City. Kaya naman, kahit si Giran na ang nagsasabi when he was interviewed by the media, na wala siyang experience in working in insurance. But Duterte has his reasons for appointing Geran, and that's really to get to the bottom of the supposed corruption in PhilHealth.
2: The next two years will be devoted to fight against corruption. Maghanap kayo ng makpakulong natin para may maiuwan tayo sa kulungan.
1: But before Gueran can be PhilHealth CEO and President, he must still be elected by the PhilHealth Board. And actually, my batas that requires to have at least seven years' experience in the field of public health, management, finance, and health economics, or a combination of any of these expertise. At ito ang universal healthcare law na pinasa noong 2018.
2: Maraming salamat, Christine Chung.
3: Rob, araw-araw na lang meron akong private message nagtatanong tungkol sa kalusugan ni Pangulong Duterte. But what do we know right now and should we be worried about tungkol dyan?
2: Well, Inday, I think I know what you're talking about kasi akong dami rin nagme-message sa Viber, sa Messenger. People are all asking about this. Some are worried. Some, I wouldn't necessarily describe their sentiment as worried, just being honest. And we know that the health of President Duterte is a legitimate question because one thing that you do have to give credit the president for, he's actually been very transparent ever since he became president. Sabi ng doktor, wag kang kasi mamatay ka. Ikaw, Duterte, ka uminom kasi yung barit mo nearing stage 1 ka cancel.
3: Although I think he likes to have control over it because one time he went ballistic when a reporter asked him about his health during the election campaign.
2: On a certain level, he is an open book when it comes to his health. On the other hand, they also don't want to project any kind of weakness. Actually, in the July 2019, naglabas na tayo ng special report about the health of President Duterte. We've updated that episode, we've republished it, and here's an excerpt from that episode. Sa punto ng national security interest, kung sakasakali naman na aminin ng pangulo na meron siyang sakit, e eh baka magkos ng panic. Sa politika naman, eh, pwede siyang maging lame duck president pag nalaman na, ako may sakit para ito, baka iwan ng mga
4: kapartido yan.
2: In the meantime, let's talk about other things that have been going on around the world. Carl Javier keeps track of the headlines from beyond the Philippines. Hi, Robbie.
0: Hi, Indai. This week, the German anti-coronavirus protests have been making the rounds in the news because it's starting to snowball into something else. Last Saturday... Around 38,000 people marched in Berlin, calling for an end to pandemic restrictions. It was called the Day of Freedom, the end of the pandemic. The rally was peaceful at first, but then hundreds of protesters from the far right tried to storm the Reichstag, the home of Germany's federal parliament. And by far right, we mean right-wing extremists like neo-Nazi organizations. There were also photos of a group carrying the Reichs flag, which was the black, white, and red flag used by the Nazi regime. It's obviously alarming to see a symbol of hate being used like this, especially in Germany, by neo-Nazis, and they're protesting measures which were actually effective in slowing down the spread of the coronavirus earlier this year. Germany is considered one of the countries to have had an effective response to
3: the pandemic. Thank you, Karl. Okay, it's back to school. And private schools have started classes. No? Ang tanong jan is, yung technology ba natin handa dyan? Um, lalo na pag pinag-usapan natin yung internet. Probably I have three apos, no? And they're doing fine with school right now. Pero one time, my youngest looked up and suddenly frowned and then asked, and I was surprised at the question because ang tanong niya, Mamaday lahat ba? My computer.
2: That's a good point, neba. And education is something that really illustrates this. But, diba, inday? it's not even just about having a computer or a smartphone. Because even if you have a computer or a smartphone, pati access to data, even internet access, magtakaibatayo ng mundo. Ay Aitalaga, three kids going to school at the same time online,
3: we've had to reschedule our meetings. Kasi hindi kakayanin lahat sabay-sabay.
2: Our tech correspondent, Dave Sayat, spoke
4: with one of our friends, IT expert, Bob Reyes. Hello, Robbie. Hello, Inday. So, at the start of the community quarantines in March, Ookla, a web service that provides internet performance analysis, reported a slight dip in the country's mobile and fixed broadband internet speed. This was to be expected kasi nga tumaas ang demand for online services sa bansa. Thankfully though, recent reports have stated that the country's internet speed has started to return to pre-pandemic levels. At nagsimulang mag-increase ng data caps ang mga telcos at internet service providers. So we talked to Bob Reyes, a tech journalist, about these changes.
5: Tumaas yung data packages ng mga telco, saka ng mga ISP, which is good. Pero hindi pa rin siya unlimited. Kalimitan, lalo yung mga sudyante na nag-homeschooling ngayon, ang sinasabi ng reklamo sa akin is, yung 100 pesos nila parang hindi do tumatagal ng 2 days pagka nag-load sila ng prepaid internet.
4: Nabanggit din ni Bob na may limitations ang prepaid internet dahil limited ang bandwidth nito.
5: Bandwidth is the amount of data that is allocated to a user connected sa internet. So every time that you browse or connect to a website, you consume bandwidth. Meron silang sinasabi na allocation, di ba? So doon nila ibabawas 'yon. So every time that you browse, that website na merong 1MB na picture, 1MB na babawas sa allocation or sa subscription mo. What more now na maitmayan naka-video call ka. Hindi tatagal 'yon.
4: But there are ways to make the most out of your internet. And Bob shared with us some tricks he uses at home.
5: So as much as possible, wired connection talaga. The first thing I did weeks ago was to buy a cheap Wi-Fi extender. The kids, they're studying, they're doing their homeschooling sa bedroom. So meron ako ng router in sa kwarto and they are connected to that router. And that router connects to the main router namin sa bahay, pero ang kaibahan is yung router na nasa loob ng bedroom, kun sa na connect yung mga bata, limited yung bandwidth nila. Para hindi niya i-hug yung buong bandwidth na allocated to us by the ISP.
2: Maraming salamat, Dave. Okay, Teka. Kanina we heard from Christine, but Christine was actually following another story, and she was telling us about it. You know, yung yung gallery ng Green Papaya.
3: Yes, I know. It's run by Wee Roldan, and he's a good friend from Bacolod, no artist na dekada nayon, nagkolekta ng art talaga. And gumagawa.
2: Yeah, and sadly, Green Papaya that burned down last June.
3: Um. Uh, that
2: was precisely our question and that was Christine's question as well. So, what she did was she reached out to the people who, well, so to speak, can paint a better picture for us on what exactly happened to green papaya and what the plans are moving forward because it's not a complete loss.
1: Yes, Robbie and Inday. nasunog na ang green papaya last June and the Lopez Museum has volunteered to help salvage the art archives. I talked to Marga Villanueva in our segment, Teca Break. Here's a snippet of our conversation. So to kind of paint a picture, their archives were located
4: in a room that faced the road with a large kind of glass pane, and that was just blown. And when the fire hit and was spreading, they had to put out the flames by water. And so everything was just drenched. And much of the archives were kept in these plastic bins. And the bins, in many ways, sort of saved the collection, but it also ended up holding a lot of the water.
2: Maraming salamat, at Christine Chang.
3: Rabi, burr months na, and we know what happens to the Philippines when the burrs come along, you know? So, itong kanta at sinung kwa magigas mo kaya. Fancy meeting you in my internet
2: Couldn't help but notice your smile Alam na natin yan. alam na natin kung sino yan kumakanta But, equally important, listen a little bit closer Because you think you know this song? Actually, may iba sa kinakanta ni Yosemarichan
3: we could share an hour or two and
2: do FaceTime If you listen closely, Jose Marichan Chan actually changed the lyrics of his classic Can We Just Stop and Talk a While to make it a little bit more relevant not just to Christmas season but to Christmas in the COVID season
3: well, if there's anything Jose Marie Chan has always done for us, it's make us feel better.
2: In the last episode of Teka Teka, yung mystery soundbite natin was from...
3: Hilda Cordero Fernando. She's not just an award-winning writer and a book producer. She's also a mentor to so many writers and she's been very generous at sharing her time and talents. I put myself in their shoes and began to tell their stories. Hilda passed away on August 27. She was 90.
2: We will leave this newscast with this mystery soundbite.
1: So sinasabi na convert
3: ang farmland para ng bahay at ang farmland para ng And we'll
2: tell you the answer in our next episode. Ako po si Robbie Alampay, Puma Podcast.
3: At ako si Inday
2: Espina Teka-teka, is available on Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or wherever you take your podcast. This episode was produced by our executive producer, Kat Ventura. It was edited by Mark Casillian.
3: With reports from Dave Sayat, Carla and Christine Chung, maraming salamat po.